If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, we are back with some football content for you. And just so happens that a trade happened to affect the NFL draft coming up this April. So, we heard the news. The 49ers are getting the number three pick. Miami's moving back. Philly was involved. So there's a lot to talk about. Kev, first, with the 49ers going up to number three, do you think this takes Jimmy G with their future? So they're going to draft a quarterback? I'd assume so, honestly. I mean, I feel like they kind of thought they were in the hunt for Deshaun Watson for a while, and maybe they just don't think they are anymore, and they panicked and traded up. And I think, you know, why not? You know, obviously, you again, if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm not high on Jimmy G. I think he's maybe average at best. So why not take the gamble and go out and draft one of these top three guys and and, and try to, you know, ride the wave for now? I mean, they have a decently young team, like in their receivers and their running backs, that they can afford to, you know, waste a couple years developing another guy if he's going to be that guy. You know what I mean? Uh And not just another Jimmy G. So, I don't know. I think it was a good trade. I mean, realistically... At the worst, you could always, I feel like, go out and sign someone that's almost even as good as Jimmy G. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's only gonna it's only gonna work out good for them, I think. And Kev, I know you don't do draft coverage, but I think Zach Wilson will probably be the second quarterback gone in the draft. If he makes it past the Jets at two, we'll see. But um, if he's available at three, I'm sure that's where he'll go. The 49ers. But mm-hmm. you think the Jets are still a team that could draft a quarterback at number two? Honestly, yes, but like, who knows what the Jets? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like the Jets and the Knicks are like the same. Like, they need one thing, and then they just draft the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But like, yeah, they obviously they should be in the hunt for a quarterback. At least I would mm-hmm. think, unless they think Sam Donald's a guy, which I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, realistically, they should be shopping around for quarterback. That's the biggest position for any NFL organization. Like, you know what I mean? You need no, to establish sure. a quarterback. So. Yeah, I mean, it could be the biggest position in all the sports, and I think right. it was important that the 49ers thought that they needed to get in front of Atlanta. Atlanta's drafting at number four, mm-hmm. who presumably could have been going a quarterback. Um, we'll see if Justin Fields will go there four, if Zach Wilson does go to three, or what happens with the 49ers if Zach Wilson goes to two and they just traded all those picks for a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that'd be a really interesting scenario. Um, but there's a couple other teams that are involved in this. We just talked about the 49ers, what could possibly happen um, with them. But Miami moved back, and I feel like what this does is this commits to Miami's having Tua be their starting quarterback next mm-hmm. year, so I feel like that was a little bit important. But they also stocked up on draft capital for like the next three years. So on top of Miami being a 10-win team last year, they have three years of players that are, are probably going to – you know, significantly impact their their franchise for the next ten years, and I feel like that's definitely a, a stable way to have success sustainably going forward. But I feel like that also goes and shows like Miami's kind of legit. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think, like you said, I think all their eggs are kind of in the tour basket now. You know what I mean? But like you said, good for them. I mean, I can't think of you know a ten win team in the past, you know, few years that's had this much draft capital within the next coming drafts, you know what I mean? So good for them, even if they don't have a 10-win season this year and, you know what I mean, say they underachieve, like they still have all that draft capital and they can 
address things that need to be addressed. I mean, me like personally, the quarterback position. right? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> I, I don't think two is the guy, but if that's what they think right now and they need a couple years to take the gamble and realize that now they whether can. he is or isn't, yeah, exactly. Now they have that that stability and draft capital that they can rely on if if things don't work out. Yeah. So the way the trade worked was Miami was originally moving to twelve. And they got two future first-round picks and a third-round pick with that. Mm-hmm. But then they traded with Philly to get back up to six. So Miami stayed in the top ten, gained some future draft capital, and traded back with Philly. So now Philly follows the Giant, the Dallas Cowboys who pick at ten, the Giants who pick at eleven, and now Philly now picks at twelve. So that's an interesting way that got broken down. Three of the four NFC East teams picking right, right. back to back to back. But what Miami did was they got they sacrificed that 12th pick and got up to six by sacrificing one of their future first. So mm-hmm. when you stock up like that and you really want to make sure you get a premier player like they're going to be able to get, it's going to be interesting. But what do you think Miami could go now that they move back a little bit? Is this like a blaring need for like offensive tackle or like wide receiver? I was just going to say like I could see them drafting like a wide receiver now. Yeah. You know I mean, realistically, like – we talked about it back on the um, on the NFL prospect episodes. Like, there's at least three or four wide receivers, if not more, coming out that can make an immediate impact on an NFL team. Sure, and I feel like, sure. again, if they are thinking maybe two is the guy, maybe they're saying let's load up and get him some receivers. Like, obviously, they have Devonte Parker, who we'll talk about, who I'll mention in another episode. Spoiler Ooh. alert this week. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think yeah, it, it's going to be one or the other. I think. Wide receiver is more necessary, though, because you got up-and-coming potential top-five tight end in Gasicki, you know what I mean? Played great last year. You got Devontae Parker, who I'm a huge fan of. I think he could be, you know, if not a number one, at least a solid number two wide receiver. So if you Mm -hmm. can go out and get one of the top, you know, two or three receivers in the draft, why not do it? You know what I mean? Like, it could never hurt. No, Kev, I I hear you, honestly. And what I want to do now is I want to move to that other team involved in the trade and. We talked about the quarterback position for Miami. We talked about the quarterback position for the 49ers. Now, we're down to Jalen Hurts for, for Philly. And I want to know, like, what do you think about, about Jalen Hurts going forward? Because um, I personally don't think that the Eagles are sold on him necessarily being their guy going forward. I think he could still be a tremendous talent, but I also think that Philly's not committed to building around him. So as far as the the offense and the team goes, I mean, what did they invest in free agency? Nothing. They're going to trade away Zach Ertz. They have Dallas Goddard, but they got rid of their receiving core from last year, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and they're down to their young guys in Jalen Ragor and J.J. Arcedia Whiteside, however you say his name. Um, but I just I just wanted to know what you think Ertz is going to end up being and is is Philly still going to be, you know, in the quarterback market going throughout this season and into next? I like Hurts honestly. I'm a fan of Hurts. I think he could I think he could be a very good talent in the NFL. How long it's going to take him to get there, I don't know. But, you know, at the same time, I think Philly might be looking around and saying, "Hmm, like again, we talked about uh, with Miami, like they're giving two of this much trust, like maybe we should, maybe we should, you know, work on 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 um, on Hertz for a couple of years, give him a shot. I mean, he played decent last year when he got in games, you know what I mean, and now he can get the reps because Carson Wentz isn't there, and you know, what I mean, you don't need to demand play, uh, playing time to your number one quarterback and Carson Wentz, so you can kind of give him, you know, those snaps. You can let him, you know, 
he's gonna take his up and downs. Obviously, he's still mm-hmm. young. You know what I mean. So you gotta ha- you gotta just take him with his growing pains. And I think I really do think he's gonna be, you know, a top ten quarterback within the next five or six years. I really do. I think he's athletic. He's very good. We talked about it last week. I mean, even in college, I always thought he was better than Tua. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like until he got hurt at Alabama, like. It was just crazy that that happened to him, but I mean, I think he's a better talent than Tua, and I think if Miami can put that much trust in Tua, I think Philly should put that much trust mm-hmm. in Jalen Hurts. So with that being said, I think realistically, like you touched upon, they're going to be in, in the wide receiver market now because they gave away everyone. I mean, you like you said, they still have Goddard, who's good, you know what I mean, but their offensive you know, backs are just not good. Like, their running backs are decent with Miles Sanders, but like... They're wide receivers. Like, they have nobody. I feel like they're just still building off of, like, that last whole, like, Super Bowl team. You know what I'm saying? And that was a fluke. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, realistically, like, the it Philly Special was, won yeah. them, like, the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So so they got theirs then, but I think it's definitely time for a turnaround from that because, I mean, I don't think they have an elite defense anymore. I don't think they have an elite offensive line anymore. And we saw that they moved on from their quarterback position twice since then with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Yeah. They're both gone. And you know? it's weird because, like, the way that they're, like, trading well, like, trading away, not signing back people, like, you know, it's almost like they're, like, tanking but like not like they're not admitting it like you know what i mean like it's also like it's like they're rebuilding but they're trying to still be a contender it's like you got to do one or the other yeah you got to commit and and, and that was the problem with the giants for quite some time um but kev to conclude the episode i just want to hear like what you think of of what miami's gonna do you know over over like the next couple of years like where do you see them going like what's their ceiling as far as afc goes if they figure out that quarterback position like how do you think miami ranks so to be honest, I mean, you know I'm a huge AFC East guy. You know, I mean, both my teams, AFC East. <laughs> but I mean, as far as their sailing, I think realistically, like this next two, three year window is going to be huge for the Dolphins. Because if you think about it, like the Bills are starting to find their identity. They found their franchise quarterback. They got Stephon Diggs, who's a guy who's probably going to ride the Buffalo Bills out for a while, I, was, I would imagine, especially after the season both the team and he had personally this year, I would think. He's going to be there somewhat long-term. So they have the pieces. They're going to be, you know, contenders for years to come. And these next two, three years are, are really going to be, you know, about the Pats. I mean, if the Pats can get back to what they were and be a Super Bowl, Super Bowl contender team, I really think that can stunt the Dolphins' growth. I really do think it can because, realistically, if the Pats get back to the Pats that we know and love, it's going to be them in Buffalo every year, you know what I mean, in the playoff spots. And it's going to be tough with teams like Baltimore, teams like Pittsburgh, teams like um, Indy, like all these teams are, uh, teams that could be fighting for wild cards for years to come just because of the way their divisions are set up, you know what I mean? So if the Dolphins can't get one of those top AFC seeds, you know, within the next few years and build off that, like, I don't know what's going to happen with them, honestly, because... Like I said, if the Pats turn it around and three years from now, Bill B does his magic and, and, and he's still there and doing his thing, like it's going to be tough for the Dolphins to get past them and Buffalo in a season. Like it really is. Yeah. No, I hear that. But, guys, that's what uh, we think of our reactions to the trades going on recently um, affecting the NFL draft. Make sure you guys tune in to the Since the Sandbox mock draft and me and Lou next week. You guys can check out some more of our draft content on YouTube. Follow us. Uh, since the sandbox make sure to like subscribe and put on that notification bell you guys can also head to since the sandbox.net to rock your favorite podcasters merch get your born and raised in easty shirts guys those are selling out 
probably only have about 35 of those left. And last but not least, guys, make sure you leave us that five-star review. If it ain't five stars, guys, we don't want it. Peace.